<laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here we are. It is time for your weekly dose of common sense at Common Sense Ohio. You can check us out at commonsenseohioshow.com. It's 11-3-23. That means there's a big vote coming up uh, here in Ohio. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, if you want to check us out and all the backlogs, again, go to commonsenseohioshow.com. And by the way, we have a sponsor, Harper Plus Accounting. We had uh, Glenn Harper here from Harper Plus Accounting a few episodes back, so check him out. He had lots to say. He actually made accounting sort of interesting, if that is possible. So if you hate the if you hate the tax man, you hate the IRS, you hate Uncle Sam coming after your pocketbook, I do. Uh, check that episode out, and uh, if you need some help as a small business, individual, big business, medium business, any kind of business, uh, Harper Plus Accounting. It's not just transactional, guys. It is the full Monty. So as I always say, in July, you'll know what you're going to owe in December, and then again in February or April or March and April, uh, and all the way through the year so you can plan. Uh, Harper Plus Accounting, sponsoring Common Sense Ohio, show.com. Without further ado, uh, we're going to jump right into it. We've had guests the last couple of weeks, so here we are at the table, fully stocked. Uh, Brett, Norm, yours truly. Um, and, and by the way, uh, if you haven't, if, if, you, if you're just one of the millions of podcast-only listeners, you can now check us out because we have gone video. So the video killed the podcast know. star, Norm. <laughs> yeah. We're hoping it enhances um, us. Which <laughs> yeah. Video Killed the Radio was the very first song played on MTV. Video mm. killed the radio. Kind of a nice little hook in it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So we got an election coming up. There's some other stuff we got to talk about. Uh, the world seems to be upside down right now. Um, I, I am absolutely, I'm just going to hijack this for a second. I'm absolutely flabbergasted at the response to this mess in, in Israel and the Gaza Strip. I am absolutely floored how anybody can conceivably condone the butchering and the terrorism that happened. I don't care what the history is. I don't care. There's no call to go cut people's heads off, cut babies' heads off, rape women while men watch on and then are executed. Um, I mean, kidnapping people brutally raping uh, people, killing people at that uh, all-night uh, rave or concert, and and then somehow find some moral equivalency when, um, when the Hamas hide underneath civilians and don't let the civilians leave. So using civilians, innocent people, as human shields, and then expect the world is somehow on board with this nonsense. I mean, I, I, I'm blown away, guys. I, I don't know what you think about it, but I am blown. This seems like an easy one to me. Like, you don't get to go attack somebody, butcher their their people, who aren't soldiers, by the way. So if you got a war, go fight war. I mean, I'm, I, right. we can talk about that. But you don't fight a war by butchering, intentionally butchering, uh, innocent civilians, women, children, babies, etc. And then go hide behind your own women, children, and babies, and then say, na 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 you can't do anything about it. It violates every notion of warfare that we've, always, that we've had in place forever. Um, I cannot believe... Uh, the world response to this. So with that, I'll shut up about it. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. I think, and you probably, you probably agree with this norm too. I, the news coverage has been odd and it's in, in, in that it, I don't think any of us kind of knew what was going on there. And all of a sudden, boom, you're blown up with all this news. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you're almost kind of forced to pick a side. <laughs> There's no apologetics and for there's this. There's none. There, well, the, you right. know, the the response by the United States has been pathetic. I I, I believe now. You know, they they say a lot of words, but yesterday 
the vice president, Harris, was asked directly about rising anti-Semitism uh, in, around the world. I mean, in all kinds right. of places. Which seems to be everywhere. It seems to be mm-hmm. everywhere, and it certainly is on college campuses, you know, My gosh. very much so. Yeah. And, you know, her response was that the administration is going to institute a anti-Islamophobia right. initiative. And I'm like, okay, so I'm half Arab, people. <laughs> okay. So after 9-11. Is that what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's what's wrong. <laughs> oh, well, hey, uh, the other half's Irish. Oh, so, my God. I mean, you're, 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 you're screwed from the outset. Uh, two wow, two yeah. civil wars Talk about original sin. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm a mess. But um, at any rate, even after 9-11, I think, I think in general the American public has been incredibly accepting of Islamism, of of Muslims, of their right to worship. They're sitting be, in Congress. Uh, to, to sit oh, in yeah. con- and and yeah. on the extreme side, like uh, Talib, the the congressman, uh, congresswoman. Gosh, can I say woman? Anyway, that they you know full protection of their First Amendment rights. So these kids on campus, they want to say all this outrageous stuff, just like I support the right of crazy Nazis and, and sick KKK people to march and show their signs and have meetings and, and assemble all that's protected. I don't, I do not, I don't know of now, nor have I seen since nine 11 widespread anti or widespread Islamophobia or widespread Mm -hmm. discrimination against Arabs. I haven't seen it. I, I, I don't know of it. I, in fact, I, so I don't know what they're doing other than Biden needs to win Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, and, and, yeah. and guess where, and guess where there's a huge population in, in this toss up state in Dearborn. And I think he is actually like overplaying that hand. If, if it's so, if it's so crass that they have this initiative uh, to prevent discrimination against Arabs in order to win Michigan, if, if that's really the basis for this program, rather than addressing anti-Semitism against Jews, then I think he's made a major miscalculation because I don't think most Arabs in the United States hate Jews, number one, want to prevent uh, the United States from assisting Israel, number two. I certainly don't, and most Christian Arabs I know don't, and that's a huge part of the population of Arabs in Dearborn, Michigan. They're not all Muslims, and of the Muslims, I think there is, you know, like Zudi uh, Jasser, the the uh, professor who is Muslim. There's several very uh, uh, very prominent Muslim voices, even care. Uh, came out against the atrocities perpetrated by Hamas. Yep. So I, I think it's sickening, our response. And Biden gave $100 million basically to Hamas, you know, for relief for Gaza. Right, and it's turned right around. Oh, it turns on. into a terror attack. You and, know, and, and, exactly. And, and you know, we do this all the time. It, it's so stupid. We finance our enemies. We it's unbelievable. Do. Right. It, it's such a. It's such this... I, I, we it, give billions to Egypt. They won't let, but just a, a tiny trickle of people 
to cross that border, you know, the Sinai into Egypt. Yeah. yeah. Right now. And they're supposed to be our friends. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Turkey it's, and NATO. Right. I is, mean, it is shameful. It's shameful what we're doing. And then, you know, we're, we're giving money. We want to give money to the Gaza side of things. And it doesn't get to the people. No. Like they're turning around and using it to build their military response. I mean, exactly. it's like, right. I, it, it, and you know what? I don't care. Give it, I'd give it to Israel and let them fight this war and let yeah. them do it, or at least get out of the damn way and let them do what they have to do. Yeah. Right. You well, know, they, it's they like, know the area better than we do. Get it done. Right. But, I, you yeah. know, economically, they're suffering right now because they're in a war state, you know? So it's like, who are you going to support in this? You can't support both sides in this one. This is like, you no. got to choose a side. No. You got to choose a side. I mean, this, this call by Biden. For a ceasefire, what the hell did we have before October? What was it, the seventh, when, when this incursion by Hamas took place? That we were in a ceasefire. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. That's what existed mm-hmm. when they and they're still holding hostages. I mean, you know, so you, nobody is saying Hamas surrender exactly. and then we'll ceasefire. Right. They're saying ceasefire and right. go back to status quo after these bastards want to come back and do it again. They would do it again right. and again. Right. And you know what? How do I know that? Because that's what they say. That's right. That's right. what they say. Right. That's right. All the way to the sea. And that doesn't mean that we're going to uh, have a peaceful two-state solution. That means we're going to eradicate all the mm-hmm. Jews. And you know what? I'm just not for that. Yeah. And I wouldn't be for it the other way. No, it's an easy call. The you know the one little asterisk I put on the Israelis' response is be as humane and, and be as sensitive as you can to try to limit the amount of... of uh, of deaths by non-combatants. And that's going to be a very difficult And that's going to be very hard. When, but really the, hard. When the other side uses exactly. civilians uh, yes, as course. human shields, right. what are you to do? Right. Like what, I mean, I mean, like yeah, really, exactly. what is, what is the moral course of action? Right. Do we just back off and let them do this again and then have it turned on us? It's like, they don't get to start a war, butcher civilians, kids, children, right. women, and then say, all right, you're not allowed to retaliate and stop this from happening again. So you are a, you are a World War II student, Steve. Uh, it, it, you know, and I, I, I share that uh, historical interest with you. So a great a great analogy is the British were not bombing uh, 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 cities willy nilly uh, until the Germans did that to London. Mm-hmm. Okay. Germans were, were bombing places like Coventry, which were industrial centers. Yeah. But when, and, and air bases. And it was a mistake, by the way. And it was a mistake. Yeah. But once they, once they bombed London. It was game on. It's yeah, game, game on. on. Right. It's game and on. And it was, it was, right. a, it was a Rubicon at that time. They'd crossed the Rubicon. That's right. Because there, there was a, there was a moral dilemma that right. everybody sort of, even Hitler. Yes. They were like, we don't want to go bomb cities. Right. Just to kill uh, right. citizens. And then the Germans never stopped. They stepped it up after they crossed that Rubicon and they, and they engaged in all kinds of terror weapons, which were indiscriminate, yep. like the V1, the, the V2. V1 and V2. Yep. I mean, they just rained down out of nowhere on any kind of target in Britain, civilian or military. Right. They didn't care. And, and we didn't either going back. I mean, I, look, it's not that they didn't care. And it's not that we didn't care. It's that that became part of the war. Uh, unlimited right. warfare. Yeah, right. That became part of the war. So, total, total war. Right. And uh, and look, it, it was it. This is even different than that. Well, to, here uh, Hamas has declared total war on Israel. Yeah, but that's different from a moral standpoint in the sense that Hamas is not letting citizens leave. Absolutely, they're 
burrowing right. in un, in tunnels underneath where citizens right. are right. in order to protect themselves. They are creating human shields and then turning around and saying, see what these people did to us. They killed our civilians. That's right. uh, and it, you know, you're not allowed to do it. And it, it, right. what I mean is you're not allowed. It's like, there's not rules that, that well, actually there were, yeah. um, you know, the there Geneva are international and, and some, convention. Uh, some, some, sure. All right. And if it's not understood or if it's not written, it's understood. And they're doing that. That's and right. you know, my, my response to that is look, this sucks, but you can't you can't aggressively attack innocent civilians. Go hide behind your own and then call foul when the other side uh, is trying to get not to the civilians but to the people who, who attack them. I know and, this, Steve. I know this pretty pretty well. I know this. The IDF, the, the Israeli army, is not going to stick Palestinian babies in ovens. They're they're not going to light. Uh, Palestinian uh, people, even Hamas, they're not going to light no. them on fire. Correct. They're they're not going to dismember them. They're rape, not rape going. Them. They're not going to rape them. Right. Kidnap them. Exactly. Mm. Or parade them around in pickup trucks. Right. You know, uh, disrobed. Uh, you know, and and chopping off parts of bodies and all the stuff that they did. I know the IDF will not do that. They won't do that. Nope. And and not only that, they're sending out warnings like, "Here it comes, guys." Everybody, please leave this area yeah. because we're going to attack. Yeah. And uh, and you can say that the citizens have nowhere else to go. And and that's largely true. And that's true. But, and I still think the IDF will try to limit. You of know, course, they will as best but, as they can. But if it, you know Hamas is not creating shelters, they're not letting people leave that's and get right. out of the way, that's and right. they're intentionally doing the opposite. And that's, right. that's where they're underneath mosques and hospitals and schools. Yes. In, in plain old neighborhoods. And that's where the moral compass points in the opposite direction. You that's cannot right. do that. You cannot do that and then cry foul. You can't do it. They are war criminals. In fact, they are the very definition. They are the ones killing these people. That's right. Mm-hmm. They are the ones doing it. That's right. Um, and, and the world better wake up because we are teetering on the brink of some real disaster. You heard it here first on Common Sense. Well, I, I think, um, not that I'm trying to close off this topic, but I think that when we get into our later discussion uh, about abortion... Uh, the price of human life, I think, has been generally reduced in, in the last few decades, at least. I mean, I feel like we are almost going back to medieval times where life was brutal and short. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it seems like whether it's youth violence in the United States, I mean, 12 and 13 year olds uh, having shootouts with federal officers, whether it's uh, you know minors uh, beating up and raping and 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 otherwise uh, committing crime that used to only you know those things were done to a far less degree by adults. Now we're seeing children. We're seeing more and more women commit violent acts, and it seems like life is cheap now. And it, it seems like as you open the show, Steve. It seems like the world is in chaos from a morals point of view. Yep. You know, just in general. You know, the way Putin goes into Ukraine, the way he went into Georgia, meaning the ex-Soviet state of Georgia. (laughs) He's not in the U.S. state of Georgia yet. Yeah. But it just seems like there's, there's butchery around the world. The Chinese selling organs that, you know, taking Uyghurs prisoners and and compelling them to work in prison factories far from their home, 
uh, it, just butchery around Look, the world. It's, it's almost like an end of times prophecy. Yeah, it really coming is. true. You know, it, it's yeah. so crazy. I I, I am. It, it, you know, I, I'm not going to go that far to say this is the end of times, but I will say this: when the U.S. is weak, this is what happens. And you know, everybody who listens is going to say, "How arrogant is that to think the U.S. is better?" Well, you know what? Um, it, I, I will I will take this criticism. I will say that we are in the sense that our traditional value structure is do unto others and, and as you would have done unto right. you, you know, and, and, you know, this anti-colonialism nonsense and all this other crap like this, this all happened so many years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's like, fine. It doesn't mean you dismantle the entire structure. And when we're weak and we're not policing the world or at least have a presence in the world, imposing um, fairness and righteousness yeah. and imperfect at times to right. be sure, right. uh, then people like China take over. And and that's what happens. Well, I don't even think it makes us better. It's just that we've we're there. Yeah, helping, trying, to trying help. to do the right thing. Trying imperfectly to. at times, but right. trying to For do sure. the right thing. And when we're it's I, the world is like a vacuum. It's going to fill up with something. And you know, it's like this is life, right. folks. You know, it, like the the vacuum will be filled with something, and, right. and it's likely to be evil if it's not us. Well, and we we've talked about this before too, and we don't have a history of necessarily when we go in and help that when we win with that victor that we take that land as well. We go away. That's right. Yeah. Now we may stay and occupy and, and try to uh, once, we'll once, we, once we've overcome the evil, we we keep a presence and try to. I think ill fated at times. Like yeah. look, going in and thinking we're going to change Iraq and with one campaign. I mean, that, that's right. a, yeah. I think that was ill-fated and yeah. poorly designed, but at least the- And the, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, even more so. Even yeah. more even so. More right. so. Right. Even more so. Right. Um, and impose some sort of democracy there. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, that might be ill-fated, but it wasn't a bad intent. No. Necessarily. Yeah. And For 20 years, Afghani girls got to go to school yeah. and, and women got to vote. Yeah. You know, and they didn't have to wear a burqa. And, and if you uh, happen to be a homosexual, you weren't getting slaughtered. You weren't getting thrown off a yeah. building. Right. So, you know, there was some value to that. All right. Yeah, I mean, just a little. Uh, so it, right. if you and think now that the, the Taliban's back. If you yeah, think like seeding the field to the rest of the world is going to be a good idea, then I think you better rethink and read history. Right. What happens when we did that, say when Neville Chamberlain tried to do that. Right. I agree. Yeah. Right. You know, look what happens. America has, like, in general, even with presidents that I disagree with on almost everything else, take Woodrow Wilson at the uh, Treaty of Versailles table. He tried to make it less punitive on Germany, on Turkey, yep. you know, on, on, the, on the powers of, the, not the Axis, the Central Powers is what they were called. And, and he tried not to have this one half of a trillion dollar burden, which Germany just repaid back in 2010. They finally paid off their World War I debt, mm -hmm. if you can believe that. So he tried to prevent basically what teed up World War II. And of course, the European powers wanted to extract a pound of flesh from Germany, yep. and, and that teed up Hitler. That teed up mm -hmm. Hitler. And, uh, and so and, America's always tried to be that beacon on the hill as best as it could. Have we made mistakes? Plenty. Plenty of mistakes, yeah. But, but I think the world is no doubt better, has been better uh, for America. You know, but, but, without but, question. But for us. But and for look, us. this is like my, my ice cream rule. I call it my ice cream rule. So if I spend a weekend with my kids and they go complain 
to somebody else about the weekend. They're going to say, dad made us clean our bedrooms, do our laundry. We had to do the hardwood floors. All we did was work. Then we had to do the leaves. (laughs) He was such a mean old ogre and it was miserable. All right. Well, they described about 5% of the weekend. They left out the time we went and got ice cream, the movie we saw, uh, the trip to the park, uh, the school shopping trip we did or, you know, whatever it was, they left out all, or watching, uh, we used to watch world war two movies and black. I taught them world war two in the black and white movies. <laughs> um, starting with Burma, what the flying tigers, yeah. but you know, it's like they leave all that stuff out and that's what yeah. people tend to do with the United States. They, they, they're going to single out the worst things we've ever done and say, look, this is a horrible place. Right. It's miserable. But then, then not talk about all the other good stuff that's happened or maybe all the other bad stuff that hasn't happened as a result of our presence in the world. Yeah, my, my biggest problem with progressives and liberals in general is the dishonesty. That That's really... Yeah, it's that's, dis- just... That's my main gripe. It's just flat out lying. It, so if, if, you know, I said this recently out in Johnstown where we're, we're having an election, of course, local politicians are running, incumbents, you know, are trying to stay in office and new people are trying to get elected. And I mentioned, you know... I would, for me, it's all about honesty and transparency. I would rather deal with a honest and transparent communist than a deceptive rhino who says he's a Republican, but but does back back your back uh, room deals and this, this and, is, and doesn't comply with the sunshine laws, et cetera. Yeah, you know that's Damn. just a real such a good point prick. This Let's is like this yeah. is why Bernie, <laughs> on some weird level, is likable because at least he's intellectually honest about well, yeah. sort of, is sort he, of. But, yeah. but 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 you know where he stands. Eighty percent. He's pretty. He's transparent. a freaking communist, yeah. and he admits it. I want to tax the shit out of you people, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And I want and I want to retarget <laughs> that money, you know, to my people, right? Uh, he, uh, he, he wants to be. Meanwhile, he's a Marxist. And meanwhile, I'm living, you know, in a. You want to be rich? Ten million dollar. All you got to do is write your own book, (laughs) and then you too can have two houses, (laughs) three houses, vacation house. So work hard. Uh, Uh, Has he ever worked hard? (laughs) I I, I don't know. I don't know. He he honeymooned in the Soviet Union, and that I think that says it all. (laughs) At a time when it was the Soviet Union, right? right. All right. So we got an election coming up. You want to hit that next? Yeah, so for me, we were, we were kind of talking about exis, existential uh, threats, you know, of course, with Israel and, and, you know, lots of things. But nobody seems to, I guess it's out of sight, out of mind, literally. But what I cannot wrap my head around, and, 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 and this is just the moral question, we'll get to issue one. I cannot wrap my head around why abortion seems to be such a litmus test particularly with suburban women. I, uh, it's beyond me because when largely when they're interviewed, they say, oh, I, I would never have an abortion. I, and I would never want my daughters to have an abortion. And I don't think my mother ever had one because here I am, you know, I, I wasn't aborted. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't get why, th- this is just a social question, I don't get why it's such a litmus test for the vast majority of suburban women that this right to kill a baby in vitro is, is so important to them. I, I, it, it, I don't understand it Well, it's be- and I'll never understand it. It, it was, it was, uh, there's some great literature on this and 
even the movie with uh, who was in it, um, Angelina Jolie's father. What's his name? Oh, <sighs> can't think of it. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, John Voight. John yeah, Voight. John Voight. He was in the movie, and, and you know, but there was a, there was a push to make it an like to make that equivalent to uh, women's liberation or or freedom for women or. And, and so it's just become linked inextricably almost. And then I think I was talking about this at another podcast the other day. I think there's like this, a, a list, and maybe this is true on both sides. I think more on the left, but there's a list of agenda items. So if you don't want to think through and create your own moral framework and your own belief structure, and you're going to just pick one of the sides and you can say, all right, I don't have to think this through and come up with my own decision. I just know that I believe this. Because this is what Democrats believe, or this is what Republicans right. believe. So I'm just going to ascribe to that without giving it any uh, deeper thought than that. And I think that's going on more now than it ever has. And I think I it's think a lazy right. way it sure is. to well, create a life framework. It sure is. You know, and to your point, and this kind of, we can get to issue one, but I, I, there's this movement out there. I, I don't know who the representative is in the state of Ohio, but he wants to start to label school board, people running for school board. You have an either have an R or a D behind your name. Hmm. Same same concept. Same concept. Yeah. S- exact same concept yeah. that we don't have to think anymore. If you see the R or the D, you know exactly who to vote for. Yep. He says it will help you really understand where this candidate is coming from. Right. So I, th- I, I that makes me so shiver so to, to think so that. Steve, it, 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 and so like if if you're if you're a suburb <laughs> like as Norm said, if you're a suburban mother. And you're you identify as a Democrat, then automatically you believe this exactly. And and it's really hard. You would be almost chastised to have any other belief. And I think somewhat I, there's probably examples on the right where that occurs too. I just happen to see it more on the left, where, yeah. especially with young kids. And maybe that's why, because young kids haven't had any exposure to life to figure this stuff out on their own. Correct. Yet. So, so uh, to your that, point, and this, this is a great great point that Brett brings up. So our guests last week, uh, the FOP. Uh, fraternal order of police. Uh, I asked them over over breakfast doing pre-show prep about their political uh, endorsements. Now they are a labor union, traditionally affiliated with the Democrats, but the Democrats have run off and become so radical that now the FOP um, vice president told me sixty percent of their endorsements are now Republican, hmm. forty Democrat. It, it would never have been that no. 50 years ago. It was always flipped. That's right. It was always flipped. And and you see the uh, Teamsters, um, I, I'm pretty dang sure they endorsed Trump the first time he ran. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, uh, some more unions break away from the FLCIO, uh, you know, straight ticket yeah. kind mm-hmm. of voting that Brett's referring to where you just vote all D. You know, the FOP is clearly saying, no, we're actually getting more policy help from the Republican side of the yeah. aisle. And, and this past election where Biden was elected, I, I, there were people very close to me who voted for Biden. And some of that was because, you know, there was a woman who wanted a woman vice president, you know, and, and you know, I can sort of see that. But Identity it was, politics. It, it was a failure to look deeper into the real agenda of what they wanted to do. Right. And I know these people personally enough to know that they wouldn't agree with a lot of that agenda. And they don't necessarily, here's what's interesting. People don't necessarily ascribe what's happening now to the policies in place by the people they voted for. Yeah. You know, they just think, well, this is, this, this is just the egg manufacturers charging too much for eggs. Yeah. Or, you know, gas, these mm-hmm. people are gouging us at the pump. 
without without understanding that what's happened as far as a regulatory scheme has basically put the yoke on these people where they can't be confident in their business. Yep. And so they're, they're upcharging people to make up for that because yeah. they don't know if they're going to be around next week yeah. or the week after That's or next year. 100%. Right. And are we going to spend money exploring or are we going to, what are we going to do if you're an oil driller and you're not allowed to drill? Yeah. And you know you've got a finite product and you're going to run out of it. Yeah. Like you, you yeah. can't you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to charge more for it. And and for sure. It, it just is that's that's economics. Well, on issue 1, what this is, issue 1 has some very troubling language in terms of preserving the checks and balances that Ohio has in law post Roe, post Casey, meaning Following up on Roe, which was the law of the land for 50 years, which basically said that up to the point of viability, um, women were entitled, you know, an unlimited right uh, to have an abortion. And then 50 years of litigation with cases like Casey going to the Supreme Court, little bits of state interest in fetal you know, birth and in parent rights and protecting children and medical ethics, right? Number uh, where the state had could demonstrate to the Supreme Court that it had an interest in somehow addressing these other considerations while the women still had the right to an abortion. All of that was debated and in cases settled and states enacted you know, parental notification, informed consent, 24-hour waiting periods, all kinds of small things that were not an undue burden, quote-unquote. Undue burden was the test that the Supreme Court applied. And so Ohio has, in our current law, all kinds of protections that will be thrown out because Issue 1 is, it, it, it doesn't take us back to Roe. Well, hold on before it, before you go on. It's an unlimited issue. One is what issue one is a right for. No, it's a constitutional amendment. It's a constitutional right. amendment to create a right. Yes, in the constitution, the Ohio Constitution for the Ohio Constitution for any individual. It doesn't even say woman. It says any individual because I guess they're thinking in the future men will have babies, uh, but any individual will have a right to make. All reproductive decisions, including abortion up to the day of delivery, if just one doctor, after the viability period, if just one doctor says, in his opinion, his or her opinion, that he needs to protect the life or the health, and health is the key of the pregnant person. Right. So that is what the law says. And it says that this reproductive decision making is includes, but is not limited to abortion. So that throws in fertility treatments, miscarriage treatments, uh, well, you know, the trans, I mean, it's, it's like, that's just a, a that's right. And, it's just a jump shot and because, around the corner. And, and because it says individual, so Dave Yost, our attorney general, put out a 13 page analysis, which doesn't address whether things are right or wrong morally, 
but just what will happen to other Ohio laws. So the heartbeat bill that basically says you need two doctors after the heartbeat is detected to decide that there is a medical condition uh, of, of the mother that requires an abortion after the heartbeat has been detected, yeah. which generally people say is around six weeks. And then Ohio has protections at 20 weeks um, where babies can, where fetuses can't have been scientifically determined that the fetus starts to feel pain at about 20 weeks. So Ohio has various um, prohibited abortion techniques like dismemberment and partial birth abortion are illegal in Ohio after 20 weeks because they don't want the fetus to, to feel pain. All of this is going to go by the wayside. It's all wiped yeah, out. This is the problem that I have. Sort of, There's a legal term called ab initio from the outset. This is the problem I have. And Brett, you and I have had a lot of discussions about this. The, like the purpose of a constitutional provision vis-a-vis legislative enactment. So what we're talking about here is a very um, fact-specific constitu- or proposed constitutional amendment, something that requires, I believe, a lot more debate, a lot more regulatory involvement. I hate all this from the beginning, but mm-hmm. if we're going to do it, at least do it by way of a law or by some sort of rulemaking structure where you can get down to the minutiae of this and it is flexible and fungible with science and the times. Um, once it's a constitutional amendment, it becomes a rigid structure that's very difficult to change. Um, and Or you end up using the Constitution like the Ohio Revised Code. It's just a little secondary, um, you know, higher up, or what's the word I'm saying, a more supreme revised code as opposed to a constitutional structure that is designed just to create a foundation. Yeah. So if, if it said anything, it should say something like, there's a fundamental right to abortion in Ohio. Now, legislative branch, go figure it out. I don't look. I, I I wouldn't vote for that, but at least it would be less offensive to me because what you've what what they what they're proposing is very fact specific, yet not specific enough. That's right. And that's so that true. that that's like the worst of all worlds. That's right. And and it makes it very difficult to implement. It makes it very difficult to change. It's sort of like when they created casinos with, with a constitutional amendment down to like where they were supposed to be located. It's stupid. Right. It's not what the Constitution is for. So, so, so here, are, here are the things that Yost says this law will, this constitutional amendment, if it passes, will invalidate. We talked about the heartbeat bill. It will also invalidate current Ohio law where, where it says if the motive, if the doctor determines that the motive is uh, because there is a Downs syndrome of fetus, Ohio law doesn't permit you just for that reason uh, alone to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it protect well, current law protects Down syndrome yeah. fetuses. That's gone. Uh, late abortion restrictions, as I mentioned, on dismemberment gone. Pain capable laws after twenty weeks that's gone. The twenty four hour waiting period after the consult with the abortion clinic that'll be gone. So no more informed consent by the Ohio Department of Health where they tell the putative abortion mother uh, during that 24-hour lead-up, okay, do you know this? Do you know that? Is, do you understand the advice you'll be given? And do you therefore feel informed that you know what you're doing? Because after all, some of these involve children. Mm-hmm. 
So speaking of children, Ohio also has a parental consent and a judicial bypass if if the if the if the young lady, for example, the minor, feels that uh, she's grown up enough and she feels that her parents uh, would uh, not engage her or or perhaps abuse her in some way, current Ohio law allows that person to go to a judge and the judge can give consent in lieu of the parents. Yeah, that's gone, right? So now kids can just do it. Kids can just do it because it says or individual. It doesn't it's an say open adult. Question. It's an mm. open question that's going to leave all this extraneous room for litigation on what is constitutional under the Ohio constitutional right. and what is not. And don't you feel like the advertising has oh, it's it's has it, sort of skewed this was, in a way. Yes, terrible. It's it, look. My prediction is this is going to pass. I think this is going to pass. Yeah, um, because. It's it, it it's it's looked upon by the suburbanites or whoever they're talking about who are generally in favor of some sort of abortion as the only way they're going to get that. That's right. And you know, I, I think to some extent, shame on the Republicans for pushing a bridge too far on across the country on this locally. They, like a lot of this has happened in a lot of states where uh, the they, people immediately saw, all right, we got rid of Roe, now we're going to outlaw it in our state. Right. And I don't think people were ready for that. I think we I think that you know, look, I, I'm not in favor of any sort of abortion. I've not been shy about saying that. But I also think that there's a, I recognize and understand that a lot of people are. And you're not going to get everybody on board at once by trying to cram it down their throat any more than you could get the other. They could get our side on board by cramming it down our throat. Okay. And you, you, this, is a, this, is a, this is such a hotbed topic that trying to get all of it is going to result in getting none of it for the Republicans, I fear. Well, yeah. the— and look, that there, there's more. There's there. There's some. There are some cataclysmic other things that this one validates. So Ohio currently has regulations on abortion pill prescriptions, right? RU four eighty six. Okay, that'll all be gone, right? Yeah. Any any of the regulations involving that limits on funding abortion and elective fertility fertility uh, treatment, where the taxpayer money cannot be used for that in the Medicaid program because it takes away state, mm-hmm. any discrimination, the state can't make discrimination right. involving is, what kinds of treatments. So tax dollars are going to pay for abortions. And, uh, th- and things like, uh, uh, artificial insemination and, uh, in, uh, right. This insemination is, in vitro. Yeah. Like it's, it's good. Those are going to then be paid for perhaps with, Medicaid yeah. dollars, according to Yoast, because that language in, in issue one says the state cannot discriminate between types of programs on reproductive issues. Right. So they've yeah. defined reproductive issues as all those things. So look, I mean, right. this is going to result in all sorts of adverse consequences that I think a lot of people who might even be in favor of abortion as it exists today right. would not be in favor of. So well, like, like, but they're going to vote for it because they feel like they're going to lose it all. So because it says yeah. individuals. And that includes, probably Kids. includes minors. Minors, right. you know that'll all be litigated. I'm sure, you know, when reading individuals, it doesn't say adults. That doesn't say adults. It right. says individuals. So minors will be able to seek out transgender sterilization, contraception. Right. If you once you define um, the terms to include those things without the parents knowing, and it's a constitutional provision. So who's going to have to who? So this is now going to be on the courts 
to figure out what those definitions mean. So case by case, right. they're going to have to figure out, well, what's an individual with respect to this constitutional amendment? And this is why, I keep harping on this and pounding the table, this is why this is a legislative issue because yeah. anybody who's ever read the revised code, you get to a section like 2901 is the criminal law, or chapter 29. You go to 290101, guess what it starts with? Definitions. Yeah. Mm. And it defines a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it creates a definitional structure, a framework that we can all rely upon to go read what comes next. Right. And if we don't like definitions, the General Assembly gets to come back into session and change them. Mm. That's right. And then you get to go lobby and push for them. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for changes in definitions. So there would be an, a definition of the word individual. That's right. An individual means an adult whatever. Right. Right. Um, okay. The Constitutional Amendment doesn't have that. The backers of issue one would have been intellectually honest if they had basically said in the, in the text that they were seeking a restoration of the law as it existed, as it was interpreted up until the Dobbs decision. They could right. have said something like that. This and is left an end around. No, That's this right. is an end around. This right? is, th- so well, for sure. Yost said that this will, if this passes, and this is just a matter of law. This was not an opinion based on some moral argument, but his analysis says that Ohio will have the least amount of restrictions on abortion since statehood. Yeah, I mean, since 1803. The, the, it's basically unfettered. Yeah, and, and here's what's going to happen. It's going to go through this myriad of court decisions trying to figure all this out. That's right. And then eventually the power is going to flip. And we're going to have to undo this amendment with another amendment. Mm. Um, and this is this is so, why yeah. we're just in the wrong. We're playing in the wrong arena. So to protect the mother's life under current law, Ohio requires two doctors who are not in business with each other, who are not part of the same clinic, who aren't part of the same practice. Two doctors, after viability, okay, is determined. Two doctors must decide that it is medically necessary. To have an abortion yep. after viability, and, after the heartbeat, and, and, you and know, after viability. Look, I can see a push to change that law on the people who are uh, in favor of abortion, and they could do that. They could go lobby. They could push. They could ask for a change of that law. They don't. Right. If they don't want two independent doctors, well, then repeal that law. Right. And you can do that at the general assembly level. Right. But once it's once it's ingrained in the constitution, it takes on a different. The structure. constitution mm-hmm. requires. After viability, uh, it, so the language is very tricky. It says abortions may be prohibited after viability. And then the very next sentence says, but in no case shall an abortion not be permitted if a doctor, one doctor, not two, but if one doctor says for the life and then also the health, and under right. the it doesn't de- define mental health or physical health. Well, does it? under so courts have Yost's opinion goes into what courts have decided health entails. Well, that's well, all off the board hang, now. Though. Hang on, hang on. So what 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 he has said the courts have traditionally interpreted where no other language is present, and it just says health. That includes mental health, and it includes familial conditions, meaning household money, 
Yeah. Meaning other children in the house. Sure. Meaning perhaps religious courts uh, are beliefs. Gonna, but courts now are going to have to decide whether that the the traditional decision or the all the opinions that were defining the word health going or before are going right. to be the same definitions that apply to this constitutional. And he thinks amendment. they will. That's well, he, yeah. the the path is there. Yeah, yeah. because there's uh, there is this uh, means this is you know what they, we've turned this into a mini U.S. Supreme Court and the Ohio Supreme Court. We're going to turn it into a legislative branch on this. But you know, look, at least it's not a, it, at least it, we have undone the farce that it was a constitutional right on the as the United States Constitution. But I think this is going to pass. I don't think there's any question it's going to pass. Um, I know I'm going to vote, but I, it, I think it's going to pass. And be, I've seen the. I think it's, I think Steve, I think it's, I think it's good if we just hit a few stats. Yeah. Okay. So this comes from the Pew Research Institute and the Guttmacher Institute and the CDC. So there's three sources for these general statistics and I've averaged them so that amongst the three, they're fairly close. They're all within 10% of each other. Norm got a slide rule out last night. I did. And was doing some uh, some high end calculus. When you interview Americans, He's like Goodwill Hunting. Pew says 62 of the sixty-two uh, percent of Americans think most abortions should be legal. Thirty-six percent say it should mostly be illegal. So to your point, it probably will pass. Um, the CDC, the most recent stats on the numbers of abortions in America are 2020 by both uh, Guttmacher and CDC, uh, right around 800,000. Uh, in 2020, the high water mark was in 1990 with 1.6 million. Hmm. So, uh, Roe was the law of the land for 50 years. When you do the math, it's roughly 60 million, uh, in but fetuses, but not counting, uh, pills that were prescribed outside yeah, the, the of day after a clinic, uh, uh, situation. So, so 60 but million. these stats aren't what they seem because they are just, do you favor abortion or do you not favor abortion? I think, I think there's a, I think it's a lot closer call when you start to define some of the, some of the regulatory schemes. So if you say, are you, are you in favor of abortion all the way up to birth? I think a lot of the 60 some percent are going to say no. That generic question is, that's why I not a great question to to judge. Well, that's, that's why these three groups, include the language most in most situations mm-hmm. okay because right it's fuzzy but even most situations people are, people I, I look i don't think people generally speaking i think the people the the suburbanites just the normal everyday folks would say it's a cool idea to abort a baby the day before it's born I, I think most would say they're not in favor of that right so what is you know in most situations i don't even think they consider that a situation Right. So I think I, I think it's closer than that. I'll bet you it's closer to 50-50 right. if you start to uh, adjust for some more specifics on it. And that's that's why they're saying in most situations right. because the vast majority of abortions, you know, are in the first or second trimester. They're not in they're not very sure. few are in but the, the people the day saying before. yes in most situations aren't even contemplating that other situation. I, I right. think so their most situations gets dialed back. Well, they're mm-hmm. averaging polls. So they're looking at specifics, and then they're coming to this number. I think it's I think it's also telling who who what are the demographics? Yeah, where are you asking, and who are you asking? Yeah. Well, what are the demographics of, of 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 women that get abortions? So taking all the the population as a whole, 
there are 15 abortions for every 1,000 women uh, in the United States as of 2020. And that was the age range for that was 15 to 44 years old. So 15 out of 1,000 in that age range. Um, there, were, there are 1,600 abortion providers as of 2020. 10% of abortions in, on average in a state are with out-of-state patients, meaning if, say, Indiana, 10% of the abortions performed in Indiana are from people not from Indiana. So that, you know, that's the average. In 2020, 57% of abortions were women in their 20s, 31% were women in their 30s, and then teenagers, 8%. Mm. 86% of abortions are unmarried women, 14% married. 39% of abortions are black women, uh, 33% are white, 21% Hispanic. So just some numbers out there. And when you think, when you think of things that our society needs to solve and you look at brilliant people that came from modest circumstances or even, uh, you know, tragic circumstances like, you know, Dr. Ben Carson or, or, you know, president Gerald Ford, who was, uh, an orphan and raised in boys town, uh, by father Flanagan, you know, you just think that 60 million American lives, right. Were, were, were killed mm-hmm. before they were born. And you wonder, would one of those 60 million maybe have solved cancer? I mean, look. I, I, or become president. I it's, can go into all sorts of reasons why I don't agree with abortion. And, and you know, not the least of which is I was adopted, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. not the least of which is that. Yeah. But I, I think you don't need to go that far to defeat this bill. You know, I, 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 think, I think most people, per your polls, would favor some limits on abortion. I think most people do. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's in the fringes to say late term abortions or abortions right up to birth. I think that's a fringe belief as far as those who are in favor of abortion. This constitutional amendment leaves no room for that. It leaves no room for any restrictions. No. So there is still room, even if you agree with abortion. I think this is you don't need to go so far as to say, all right, you either agree with abortion or you disagree with abortion. There's other reasons that make a lot more common sense here to defeat this bill, yet it's being pushed, it's being advertised, it's being touted as something that is like this life-altering, if you don't pass this, women's rights are gone forever, blah, 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 blah. I don't think that reflects what's really going on in the populace. I really don't. Right. Um, and look, I'm not, I, don't, I don't favor abortion at all, but I recognize that a lot of people do. So have that debate in the General Assembly, figure out where the curves cross and pass some law that is at least subject to a debate on the legislative floor that can change with the science, that can change with the belief structure, that can change maybe even in your favor if you're and in o- favor And of Ohio did that. And Ohio did that. They, yep. they, passed, they passed the heartbeat bill. Yep. So it was debated and it was passed. Right. And if you don't like that, I understand. Yeah. Go vote. Go lobby. Get your that, position out yeah. there. And that particular, so that particular bill is now tied up in the courts. The heartbeat bill is not in effect. It was suspended by the courts. Uh, in Georgia, the heartbeat bill was just approved by their Supreme Court last week. 
So there is, there is, you know, it has passed muster in some states. Yep. Our our Supreme Court is is in the process of hearing. It's all going to be moot case. now. It'll if be moot if this yeah, passes. Moot. So. so I'm going to play devil's advocate. That's sure. my role, I guess. <laughs> so I would advise, and this is an emotional question. I mean, sure. it, it it totally is. It's it's you really have to pray. And think about what what this is, because as you mentioned, most of us don't agree with most of this. It just it just it yeah. is you know. So, uh, first of all, I would advise what you vote. The re, the wording you will vote on in the booth is not the same as what is in the Constitution. Read what the Constitution states. Good point. Okay, because it's different, totally different. I've got a copy of it from a mail. Let's hear it. So in the mail in is. Well, I, I think, you know, I don't want to spend the time reading it because it's going to take too much time. Well, to summarize, okay, I mean, yeah. what, what are the big well, differences? Basically, yeah, the proposed amendment would establish in the Constitution of the state of Ohio an individual right to one's own reproductive medical treatment, including, but not limited to, abortion, create legal protections for any person or entity that assists a person with receiving reproductive medical treatment, including, but not limited to, abortion, prohibit the state from directly or indirectly burdening, penalizing, or prohibiting abortion before an unborn child is determined to be viable unless the state demonstrates that it is using the least restrictive means. Yeah, this is going to pass for sure. Yeah, grant a pregnant woman's treating physician the authority to determine on a case-by-case basis whether an abortion, uh, whether an unborn child is viable. Allow Only allow the state to prohibit an abortion after an unborn child is determined by a pregnant woman's treating physician to be viable and only if the physician does not consider the abortion necessary to protect the pregnant woman's life or health. And always always allow an unborn child to be aborted at any stage of pregnancy regardless of viability if, in the treating physician's determination, the abortion is necessary to protect the pregnant woman's life or health. But I would advise again, read the wording of what that is not now, the constitution. That makes wording. it sound like this is all hunky dory. This is good right. stuff. We're just keeping it's, keeping on, keeping it's on. Not the wording that's in the constitution. But you know, because seriously. of that, yeah. it will pass. Right, exactly. So it will pass. People read that and say, "Well, that's not such a bad thing. Yeah, I'll vote for that." And, and this is my perspective, just reading it, kind of looking at it. Okay, you know, a lot of talk about the limit, limitless late-term abortions. I don't see that in there. Dewine mentions it on TV that it would allow up to any point. I don't see it, but at the same time, that's how I read it. You know, power to determine whether an abortion prior to 23 weeks will be placed with medical experts and Ohio women. But you guys made good points, too. Where does it fall out? I don't know. I don't don't know. Planned Parenthood clinics have their doctors, and it only takes one doctor. And if he says, and if he says... If his determination, and it's not reviewable, mm-hmm. it's there's no judicial review. Right, right, right. So if if the patient comes in, there's no 24-hour cooling off period. A girl walks in the door. She's an individual. She can be 16 years old. He can immediately abort that baby. All he has to do is say mental health. And he's the guy getting but, paid well, to do no, it. No, and he's but, the guy getting paid to but, do but it. But you're saying a 16-year-old. Is that what you said? Or a 60-year-old. Well, it's individual. But, so what I've read, too, is that there may be an overstatement of the impact of parental rights because it's in section, the Ohio Revised Code 2919.12, yeah. 
that approval. Yost has even said this. It will not change Ohio's current parental notification oh, and consent no, no. laws. No, no, no. His analysis says it will. It'll well, be valid. Let me, let me, but, let me but, offer. But, but he came out and said it wouldn't, though. It will. That's the thing. <laughs> let, me, let me offer how, whether know, Yost though. says I mean, it or not. Yeah. Here's how this gets played out. I, I, I don't know. Here's how this gets played out, whether Yost agrees or not. It will go to court. Okay, and a, right. and a judge is going to have to determine whether the term individual includes minors, includes minors, okay. and therefore renders the current okay. uh, provision of the higher advice code that you talked and, about. And that's good to flush this unconstitutional out, unconstitutional yeah. okay. as it applies. Now it may not. The courts okay. may say no, yeah. but this is going to have to get hashed out. Okay, just like okay. so. What happens is you have constitutional amendment, and then you have to say, all right, legislative laws. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding my my constitutional mm-hmm. amendment hand higher than legislative laws. Right. So what the courts do is they say, all right, now we've got a legislative law, and we have to decide whether the legislative law violates the constitutional amendment. Right. That's right. So courts are going to decide that. Heretofore, they didn't have to at that provision right. because there was That's no right. constitutional amendment, okay. okay. although the U.S. Supreme Court sort of ad hoc did some of this. Yeah, but, yeah you know, Casey allowed parental notification yeah. laws, and those were valid as long yeah. as there was a judicial bypass. So yes. so That's you, all gone so after what, issue one passes. Right, so... It, We've been talking about all the different things that Yost is saying will probably go. Be, it'll be a fallout factor. So you're saying a lot of this is going to go to court. Yeah, a what Yost is saying. Is so just to, to just to, to be clear, what yeah. Yost is really saying is, as these individual case by case, law by law yeah. provisions uh, go get get challenged, mm-hmm. it'll have to go to the court, and he is predicting that the courts will invalidate these current laws. They have to. Yeah. It'll be in the Constitution. And, yeah. and I, to some extent, yeah. I agree. Now, the term individual, I don't know. The term health, I don't know. I don't but know. it's going to have to play out mm-hmm. in the courts, and it's going to it's going to meander its way all the way up yeah. from the common pleas courts to yeah. the courts of appeal and gotcha. okay. to the highest yeah. Supreme oh, that's Court good. That's good. to okay. determine. So, But yeah. your point's a good one. What Yo says isn't gospel. What Yo says is it's that as a lawyer, he right. thinks that these are going to be invalidated. I agree with him on a lot of those. Another lawyer, Ben yeah. Flowers, that was up until October, the Solicitor General of Ohio, agreed yeah. with with Yo's interpretation. I, I generally agree that, that, that those provisions, if I'm representing somebody on the other side of that, I think I've got a really strong argument that those provisions that we just listed are going to be unconstitutional Absolutely. in violation of the Ohio Constitution. Right. I agree. Well, I agree it makes generally. The way it presented right. it certainly does make sense that it's but going it, to have to be. But here's where the rubber meets the road, it. guys, yeah. is that who are you voting for for the Ohio Supreme Court now? Because now we've just. Gosh, yeah. Now you're going to. Because there is play in the joints in the term individual. Um, they can say, well, look, we don't think that mm-hmm. the Constitutional Amendment contemplated this. So we are going to interpret for our purposes individual to mean X, Y, Z. And it, it that then it's going to come down to who's on the court and and what do they believe? And that's true. And you know they're they're going to backfill it with whatever judicial rhetoric, I mean reasoning they can come up with. <laughs> but but that's what's going to happen. That's going to be yeah. very hard for them to say a minor is not an individual. Uh, that's a that that's maybe. a hill to climb. Maybe. The, 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 look, well, because, there are far more ridiculous judicial decisions out well, there than that. You could even go to the point of the pregnant woman is a parent. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she's. A, well, if they do that, boy, you imagine, imagine the circular but, but, reasoning but there. Seriously? How can you be a parent if you're pregnant and it's not a, ba- a fetus isn't a baby? Well, you're not a parent until that baby comes out. But you're right, not. But, right. Although I can but, kill but, your but baby how, and pregnant. be charged with murder if but you're how, pregnant. But how can you define it that way, though? Uh, we, Look, we can we consider ourselves it sh- parents it shows when you're abs- when you're carrying. I agree. It shows the absurdity of Isn't this. Isn't it? Well, wow. Look, it's it's a cry. It's murder for me to kill a woman who is pregnant times two. So if I if I right. kill the woman, I'm also guilty of murder of the right. of the unborn right. baby. Right. So look, yeah. th- there's all this is wrought with all sorts of inconsistencies mm. and 
all we're doing is creating a whole nother mess of judicial decisions, except at the state court level, yeah. which look, that's where it should be. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's where it should be. It's better mm-hmm. than at the federal level, but th- that's, uh, you know, if they're going to, if this passes, it's more than what they're saying it is. And, uh, I, I don't think the way you read the, what is written in the voting ballot is, I don't know who wrote that. I don't, I don't, I don't know either. It's obviously in favor of the amendment. My, my, well, wife, my wife was asking an, about that too. It, it just, sanitizes. It's so an, sanitizing Well, it. Yeah. there's an Ohio wow. ballot board that approves the language. So I mean, that yeah. basically fixes the election. Yeah. I think they've, and I've never done a comparison with other constitutional amendments. What on you what, did what, there, I never, never done that before. Is incredible. What, what you what you uncovered there to me has blown me away. Like how how it, it's like social media manipulation. Like how the outcome of this this issue is going to be manipulated by the description of the language used in the ballot itself. Because that's really what most people are going to they're going to figure it out exactly. on the fly. Well, exactly. issue one issue one advocates litigated this language. So it, yeah, it they was, win. It was litigated, and um, the Secretary of State LaRose had to compromise on the language in yep. order for the ballot board to approve what little he got in there. Now, if you read that, if you parse that carefully, it does say one doctor. It, it's in there. Yeah, it, right. it does. It it's does. In there. For sure. It does. It does. Exactly. So It's in there, I mean, but it, I mean, it's to me, like, it's, to me, it's amazing, though. I don't it, 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 we'll, we'll find out what the results are, of course, next Tuesday, that how the, you know, groups like Ohio Right to Life and cannot trigger and get their base to get out and just push it hard and get out and vote. This is the time. This is the time. This and is I don't understand why for. we're not, right. it's all outside I, money coming in. It is right. I think you're that, right. About on both that. sides, both sides. But it's like, you guys can get people to go to march on the Capitol and, and take bus rides, that sort of thing. But it's like, but when it comes to rubber hits the road yep. to vote in, we're saying at this table that it probably will pass you can't activate your people to get out and, and go. And do better than this. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this, part of the problem, you know? uh, according to Ben Flowers and 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 uh, and other people that have read uh, the media, the media descriptions, the the AP, for example, called it misinformation. Okay, that late term abortions, um, you know, will be legalized, and. Their label of misinformation on that claim is itself misin- misinformation. Yes, yes. Look, look. So the I'm a media lawyer. media has not been. They have yeah, not yeah. called balls and strikes on this. No, no, no. If if of a person not. reading the newspaper with the AP would think, wait a minute, the, 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 these people opposing issue one are off their rockers. It uh, AP says it won't allow for late term abortions because of that language that says, you know. The state may prohibit uh, post-viability abortions, but then the very next sentence contradicts that by allowing a single doctor on the basis of life or undescribed health sure. to do it. Buried in the so. excess verbiage is exactly that. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, look, there's issue two. We should probably hit briefly, and then we're, we're bumping up against the hour here already. So, yeah, I mean, well, last the, week's episode <laughs> opened my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. It's you almost can probably moot. describe it better than I can in regards to, yeah, it's almost a moot point. It's almost a moot point if they're not enforcing yeah. uh, the law right. now. This is the term. This is the, like, the, there was a term, I don't know if we actually got into this, but we, we started talking about non-enforcement um, versus making it 
lawful. So it's like there's this right. decriminalization, which is this sort of backdoor term to say, right. we're just not going to enforce the law. And look, you could say we decriminalized blue laws hundreds of years ago because a lot of those are still in the book. So yeah. it's still a crime in a lot of places to work on Sundays, but yeah. they're just not enforced. And deed restrictions. Deed restrictions. Like, like against yeah. minorities. Right. And, and That's still in a, in, a, in a home, you know, a deed description. Right. And there's a reason for that because- They're the, still in there. The mm-hmm. deed restrict. it's like property <laughs> yeah. deeds pass from generation to That's generation. Right. You can't just go- revise every right. single one of them. Right. So they're there, but they're not enforced. Yeah. Ohioans might be horrified to actually read their deed restriction. They should, right. <laughs> because if they Particularly read... Particularly in Upper Arlington. Well, yeah, if it goes yeah. back... Go read some stuff in Upper it's, Arlington. That's it's, right. It's nasty if stuff. If it's pre-1950s kind, yeah. of, kind of talk, mm-hmm. it'll say, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, Negro people cannot buy this property. Yeah. It yeah. can't be transferred to them. Now, of course... That's totally illegal now. And it's not enforced. But it's still in the deed restriction. It's still in the deed restriction, which doesn't make it law, guys. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's, that it's, uh, anybody supports it, but you can't just go, you can't wipe out history. Right. And maybe we shouldn't. Right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we act on that in, 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 uh, in a way that favors deed restrictions. It can be very eye opening. Right. It can be very eye opening as a (laughs) reminder of what we don't want anymore. Right. 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 That's a very, like a statue of Robert E. Lee. And, you know, <laughs> well, yes. See, there, 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 that's yeah. a debate for another day. But anyway, so issue two is marijuana. I think that's going to pass too. Yeah, I'm um, voting against it. I, I I'm think, voting against it because it's so much more potent now. It's not the pot that people smoked no, in, back in high school, no, uh, you know, 40 years ago. It's a different kind of pot. R.J. Reynolds and the big tobacco companies are going to jump all over They're going to take over. They are going to be selling all this. Yep. Uh, so, and I think I agree with the FOP guy. I think it is a gateway drug. I think it's a gateway drug. I think alcohol is a gateway drug. I think, uh, you know, right. so, but yeah. look, this but is the killed, argument yeah, that go ahead. I always, always make against the, what I'm saying is yeah. that everybody says, well, you know, we restrict free speech in all sorts of ways. So right. therefore it's okay to restrict guns. I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with the free street, free speech restrictions either. Right. So right. doing it once doesn't make it okay to do it again. Thank you. And yeah. that's, that's the logical argument against right. this. Right. On the other hand, I think there are reasons why, uh, you just get rid of the, just uh, get rid of the, uh, or make pot legal. There, there are some reasons why you would do that in favor. We can debate that another day. I think it's going to pass. I think it's going to yeah, pass. Yeah, well, whether it passes or not, you know, I mean, you and, know. And honestly, I think really this ultimately is going to be a federal issue. Um, Congress is going to have to do something because no matter what, mm-hmm. it's still a scheduled drug That's right. against mm-hmm. the law. And so, so we're flouting federal law. Every, everybody who's issue two, so far. Issue right. two will flout federal law. And to some extent, it's like you, you, if you can't beat him, you got to join him. You got Michigan, you mm-hmm. got people uh, buying pot in other places and bringing it back anyway. You right. might as well keep the revenue here. You know, it's like you can't beat him, join him. Just like the gambling. Just like gambling. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the argument f- there is well, you know, alcohol is more deadly than pot. Uh, supposedly, although Canada is doing some research that tends to show pot's a lot worse than people think it is. But the the argument that because one thing's legal, you make the other thing legal, I get all that. I, I get that it's inconsistent. I guess I just don't want more zombified people walking around. I, I get, yeah. you know, I'm for healthy people, you know, so... Look, people, I don't think it should be a felony. Here, here's what's interesting. I don't man. think it should be a felony, but a ten dollar. I a think the good, police officer said it was a fifteen dollar. I'll tell this something. story, right. and and it'll it'll maybe uh, assuage you a little bit. 
a very close friend of ours, he and I went out to Oklahoma to check out the pot market in Oklahoma. Yes. And uh, we did some exploration where it's wide open. Not only is it, it's like recreational, it's medicinal, but you can, anybody can get a license to open up a shop and sell it. Yep. You just have to be a resident. Like a farm market. Yeah, you just create your own (laughs) pot shop, and they're on every single corner. The market defeated itself out there with surplus. In other words, there was way more people selling pot than there would be buying it. And like people were driving around with pounds and pounds and pounds of the best, like these California growers would come in, and these these guys were pros. Sure, right. Growing the best pot in the world. They couldn't sell it. They were going all around the state to not sell it. And as I drove back with my friend, I said, you know, the problem with that market is there's just not enough people or pot's just not addicting enough and there's not enough people using it because the market quickly became saturated because most people aren't going to use it just because it's legal. It's, it, it's, it's not going to be anywhere close to the ubiquitousness, that's a word, of, of alcohol, I don't think. And I've talked to a very close friend of mine, another close friend who is a certified chemical dependency counselor, and he had an interesting take on weed. He goes, usually what happens is by, by the time guys particularly – get to a certain age, like in their thirties, it just, it's like if they smoke pot in their teens and twenties for whatever developmental reasons in their brains or otherwise, I think it probably has something to do with the development of the prefrontal cortex. I'm talking out of my ass, by the way, I don't know this. I'm guessing. Um, they don't want it anymore. So like the, the, like your, your own urge to use pot declines Mm. at a certain point. And there are a lot of jobs where you get tested and and that too, Mm -hmm. but it, it declines. And and so it's not nearly as, as destructive as alcohol, I don't think. And that's based on my <clears throat> anecdotal viewpoint of the criminal justice system representing folks over the years. People don't come in. Uh, it, it, I've always said, if you eliminated alcohol, if you had a magic wand like the anti-gunners would say, if, you, if I could just eliminate all guns, there wouldn't be gun violence. If you eliminated alcohol, not only would there be like almost no gun violence, you know, it's like there would be like hardly any violence. The, the violence would go down. The criminal activity would drop immensely. I But I am not stupid enough, or stupid is not the right word. I'm not ignorant enough to say that you can eliminate alcohol. If you well, make we al- tried that. We ex- tried that. We, right. tried, we have that experiment. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, pot's the same way. We've made it illegal, and people who want it are using it. So the point of my Oklahoma story is I think you're not going to add pot users. You're just going to – they're just going to do it legally now. Yeah. And, you know, you that's, might add a few in the margins. And that's but, kind of where I'm thinking about it too. I have nothing to support that. But just because it's legal doesn't mean I'm going to go out and smoke it. Yeah, I'm not going to go just, start smoking I, I'm pot. I'm just not. It's but, also a you know, gateway but, drug for people that want to change society. So, you know, you legalize this, and then next thing you know, you're th- you're like San Francisco. You legalize homeless pitching tents Well, you're equating shitting, it, you're shitting equating on the it with sidewalk. policies that people sort of line up together. Like when people when, when cities right. start to do this, they're going to – and mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, and I am It's I the am same ideology, that. right. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think in a vacuum, you can legalize pot without doing those things. But Did the you people, hear Musk on Rogan? You can – he, 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 said, he said, you know, they're just – it's a destroyed city. San oh, San Francisco gets it's gone. It's destroyed. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a captured entity yeah. at this point. I mm-hmm. mean – yeah, San Francisco-based companies are leaving San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the, you know, I mean, they can't have they fecal can't, you, matter. You can't. You, being, they can't function. That, they you can't even get to work or get stabbed or whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we're going to wrap it up. I guys started to do my World War II this day in World War II. Norm. Go ahead, man. So yeah. November third, nineteen forty-one, U.S. ambassador to Japan Joseph Grew G R E W. I didn't know this. Warned that the Japanese may be planning a sudden attack 
on the United States. So 1941, November 3rd. So what happens in like 34 days or whatever it would be is uh, the day that will live in infamy, infamy, December 7th. So it's not like we didn't know. We so, did. so is that the basis of the conspiracy theories? Like we knew it and let it happen? I Yeah. I think that it's there, the there were a lot of, of signs. If you look back, sort of like uh, 9-11, there are a lot of signs. Which of I don't necessarily coming. believe in, right. but I'm thinking, but they had to start from something and that might've been the start of it. It might be. I think yeah. he's probably not the only one. So if he knew, then other people were telling him. Sure. I mean, I mean, certainly we had intelligence that was saying, look, there's some stuff going on. We better watch it. Same with Midway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, and different things, except, uh, you know, we just ignored certain signs. And I think it's a, it's an interesting thought to sort of explore why we ignored it. You know, like, what mm-hmm. were we thinking? And there's another where the conspiracy theorists like, well, we wanted to get into the war. And I think to some yeah. extent, um, Roosevelt did want to get in the war. Not like that, but, I, you know. He, well, and we've, we're never attacked on our mainland. Ever. Ever. Until that. Right? Until then. So it's, yeah. it was an impossibility in our I mean, minds. Actually, that's not quite true. 1812, well, the Brits invaded that, and burned, and burned in Washington. That, in that World War setting. Yeah. yeah. Pancho yeah. Villa invaded yeah. Texas. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. George Patton went down there to fight him. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. We actually took Mexico City a couple of times under General Scott. And gave it back. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. well, there were a lot of Mexican wars. So, yeah. you know, you wonder why, you know, what what happened? Why did we ignore it? I, I think to some extent we had, uh, and Norm, you brought this up earlier, like after World War I, um, you know, we, we've been policing the world. But to some extent, I think after World War I, we had sort of an America isolationist attitude. We lost a lot of right. boys over there, right. a lot of dough boys. Right. And, um, and that turned ugly at the very <clears> end. We didn't want any more of that. And we didn't. We were like, this is not our freaking problem. These idiots yeah. over there can go kill each other. And, and you know, it's not our problem. And I think a lot of the fathers who experienced that war did not want their sons to go fight mm-hmm. this war. And um, we, mis- we terribly mistreated our veterans. The veterans pitched tents. I think it was called the bonus uh, protest or whatever it was called. But after World War One, we do, we did not keep our deal with our soldiers and the, with our veterans. They pitched tents on the uh, on the mall in D.C. That's right. And they sent uh, I Doug, forgot that history. They I'm sent Doug, Douglas that. MacArthur yeah. in with cavalry uh, to physically and forcibly remove them, yeah. which was a disgrace. And these guys, how, how they were treated. And mm. these guys, I mean, talk about all oh, missing limbs, oh, uh, mustard gas yeah, injuries, brutal. Yeah, I mean, we, these veterans needed help big time. Yes, and we've always mistreated who, who, our veterans. Who reneged on the deal? Oh, the U.S. government, just blanket, the president like, and president, Congress. Oh, I mean, all the way down. Okay, just you know, I, I didn't know throw them in a bag and shake them history up. There. Yeah, that. and and so we had this sort of isolationist attitude. We did not want to get involved in the war. Um, and that's when Roosevelt was sending aid over to Churchill and Churchill was writing there. They had these secret correspondence going back and forth, like, right. come on, come on, come on, come on, come right. on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the Japanese sort of took care of that for us. And then of course, Hitler declares war. Our coast guard was actually up against the, uh, the German Navy before, uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, they were escorting, uh, lend lease ships, uh, over to England. Right. And the German Navy was sinking. American lend-lease ships and occasionally sinking Navy or Coast Guard ships. So we were actually shooting at Germans before December 7th. There there was a hot war because we were the arsenal of democracy. We were supplying the USSR and England all throughout the war. But we actually, we actually, and you can read about this, but uh, there was a there was a, a Navy ship that returned with about one-third of its bow missing uh, before 
December 7th ever happened. And we still had along those lines with submarines. We still had our boys over helping with the Battle of Britain. That's um, right. Flying planes. That's right. And we had, uh, we were down in Burma with the Flying Tigers. That's right. uh, Fighting uh, the Japan. Yeah, which was an OSS pre CIA operation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we were led by Claire Chenault. It it was sort of like uh, the Iran Contra stuff going on. Like we were fighting a war without fighting a war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were big heroes. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, amazing stuff. I mean, Pappy Boeington was the top flying tiger uh, killer of Japanese planes and later became a uh, one of the top U.S. Marine pilots uh, once the flying tigers, once December 7th, a lot of the tigers switched over to the conventional U.S. Army Air Corps yeah. or the Marines, mm-hmm. in Pappy Boeington's case. Great history there. In case you watch Bob uh, Black, Black Sheep, yeah. yep. you know, which right. is loosely based on Pappy, Pappy Boeington. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we will wrap up Common Sense Ohio. This is CommonSenseOhioShow.com. For this November 3, 2023 episode, uh, pre-election episode, predictions are in. We think issue one is going to pass. I think issue two is going to pass. Um, whether I agree or not, the show must go on, and it will. Uh, so if you've got questions, if you've got thoughts, we did get some comments on our rumble, uh, feed. I saw, I'm not sure what he was trying to say, but I, at least somebody's watching. I was trying to decipher it as well. I was like, uh, he was basically yeah. saying we're not conservative. We're not conservative enough. enough. Oh, was that right. what is it? Okay. Yeah. See, I but mean, he's, boil missing, it all down. he's missing the point of the show. It's a common sense take on, no, look, I, I don't mean that insulting to yeah. this guy. I mean, but I, I think I retort by saying this, I am. What I believe is not necessarily what I uh, what my common sense analysis uh, always reflects. I think we have to like this abortion issue. I think a common sense analysis would say you can't always get what you want, at least not in its entirety. Um, so you've got to you've got to play the cards that you have. And uh, there are two sides to these debates. And I think it is ill fated by the Republican Party or the Conservative Party to demand everything all at once right now because. Uh, that results in failure. I think the 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 other side, the left, has engaged in a, a process of incrementalism for years and years and years and years. And responding with some incrementalism of our own is probably a smart move to slowly get back some of the stuff that we have lost. Well, that's what Trump says. Mm. You're 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 saying exactly what Trump says. So he says DeSantis's six week heartbeat bill, which Ohio's was mod, mod, yeah, uh, modified. Well, I'm not talking about that though. Well, he says it was a political mistake for these states like Georgia and Florida and Ohio to pass these six-week heartbeat bills. And he says that was a flaw, that, that it should have been more like 22 weeks or 20 but, weeks. But Trump, but Trump flipped on this a little bit. Yes, he did. Trump all of a sudden came out like he was in favor of abortion. I, uh, I agree to some extent. A lax, a, a more lax version. Yes, you're I, right. I, I agree to some extent with the analysis that states who, or some of these states are trying to go too far yeah. in their abor- anti-abortion legislation because they don't have the votes yet. Um, so you can't, that's a bridge too far and it's going to result in a backlash as we're seeing right here in Ohio. Um, but it, look, so as a political matter, it doesn't make sense to me to do that. As or as a, Brett says, like we're seeing from outside of Ohio. Outside of Ohio, mm-hmm. money coming in. Right, mm-hmm. all this stuff happening. Yes. So look, I, that's a, the big picture look at this stuff uh, in a common sense analysis of it doesn't necessarily mean I agree with the other side, but I think it's, it's, it would be, it, to look at this in a vacuum without assessing both sides and analyzing it all 
is not the purpose of the show. We're here to give a common sense discussion, and sometimes the common sense discussion has to account for the other side's opinion. Uh, you just right. got to do it because yeah. we can't have everything you want all at, all at once right now. I'm against Israeli babies being put in ovens, and I'm against 60 million uh, uh, fetuses being gone. Agree 100%. So how do you so, effectuate policy that promotes both beliefs? So I am willing to lose at the back. I am, I'm one of those people that puts my ethics and morals ahead of my victory at the uh, at the polls. I'm just one See, of those I'm, people. I'm running a marathon. I think if we're going to get, I don't think we're going to get all this at once. Yeah. I think uh, you have to slow, steady progress. Well, we had 50 years of marathon. We won in Dobbs. And now, and, and Ohio. But the win in Dobbs did not necessarily mean abortion was illegal. And that doesn't mean no, that no. you can pass... Right. Yeah. Laws right. all around the state. Look, yeah. we're on the right. same page. I'm right. anti-abortion. Yeah, like and I. However, we can get to the end of this the quickest. Yeah. I'm in favor of. So Ohio current heartbeat. You know, if it if the Supreme if this fails and the Supreme Court does rule that it's legal, that's a month and a half that Ohio gives to pregnant women to have an abortion for any reason that they want. Yeah. A month and a half. Right. So that's six weeks until the heartbeat is detected. Right. Mm-hmm. So. People that think that's too extreme, elect somebody else to represent you and present your case. And pre- I, yeah. Look, yeah. I, I'm with you 100%. Sure. Yeah. So uh, there's a legislative process. That's I am, right. My, my moral beliefs, my, my internal <clears throat> beliefs have to yield to what is possible at any given time. So I don't get to go write the laws based on my own morality. I can vote my way. Right. But I think if we're going to create policy and have a goal which is something the other side has done over the years. They create a goal and they, they do whatever they can to reach that goal. We need to do the same thing. So anyway, uh, I do appreciate the comments. I'm glad people are watching. Uh, check us out, commonsenseohioshow.com. Coming at you right from the middle, at least until now.